in the world of freedom. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. This is Radio Goethe Magazine with Arndt Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe. Hello and welcome to Radio Goethe Magazine. I'm Hans Peltner. In today's program, we take a closer look and an earful of the world-famous song Lily Marlene that traveled through countries and time and still today is one of the most recognized songs of the 20th century. So stay tuned. Laterne und steht sie noch davor, so wollen wir uns da wieder sehen. Bei der Laterne wollen wir stehen, wie ein Lili General Eisenhower once dubbed Ryder Hans Leib the only German during World War II who brought joy to the entire world. Leib was the author of Lily Marlene, a song that John Steinbeck regarded as the most beautiful love song of all time. Today, 70 years after the song was first recorded, it continues to captivate people around the world. Gisela Lerke, director of the cultural department in the German city of Bremerhaven, is a scholar of both the song Lily Marlene and its first and most famous singer Lali Andersen. Her ongoing fascination with the song lies in its roots. Es liegt zum Beispiel daran, dass ähm, der, der es geschrieben hat, der Dichter Hans Leib. It's because the one who wrote it, the poet Hans Leib, was in a very authentic situation at that time. In 1917, he was supposed to leave with his unit for the Carpathians, and he had fallen in love. Actually, there were two girls. This song has a very interesting biographical background. It's about the old love of a man. Hans Leib has described this name-giving in a very colorful way. This well-known, catchy tune from childhood got wrapped in my head with the names of two women I knew in Berlin. It was like my crutch and luck. Both became one and turned into lust and plight. Lovely newborn, a combined silhouette. Not Lily, not Marlene, but Lily Marlene. Neu geboren zu einer vereinten Erscheinung. Nicht Lily, nicht Marlene, sondern Lily Marlene. Aus dem stillen Raume, aus der Erde Grund, gibt mich wie im Traume kein verliebter Mund. Wenn sich die späten Nebel drehen, werde ich bei der Laterne stehen, wie einst Lily
Das Lied ist 20 Jahre später in der kleinen Hafenorgel. 20 years after he wrote the poem, it was published by the Hamburg-based Wegener Publishing House in die kleine Hafenorgel, a poetry book by Hans Leib. Several composers used poems as lyrics, composers like Norbert Schulze and Rudolf Zink, who had already used four or five texts by Hans Leib for songs for Lale Andersson. And this is how Lili Marlene was born, but I have to add that some lines were later added. And also the trumpet piece, the Zapfenstreich, was included later. That was not by Norbert Schulze, so there were a couple of changes that were not talked over with Hans Leib, but with all that extension of the lyrics and the musical underlining and changes, the result was a more sentimental song as well as a song to march to. On top of that, the song is not shallow and clear, it gives you space for imagination. Und es ist, das kommt dazu, das Lied ist vielleicht äh, sentimental, aber es ist nicht platt oder eindeutig. Das lässt Raum auch für Fantasie. This is Hans Leib in an interview. Would you sing for me the original version? I sing? Yeah. Yes, yeah. <coughs> yeah, I'll do for you, for you, I will no, do that. <coughs> my, my melody. Yeah. Your melody, yeah. My melody. Mm -hmm. For the Kaserne, for the Brotentor. Stand eine Laterne und stand sie noch davor, so wollen wir uns dort wiedersehen. Vor der Laterne wollen wir stehen, wie einst in Limerlein. And here Norbert Schulze, the composer of the music. Carmen Litter Magnus is the daughter of Lale Andersen, who gave Lily Marlene its original voice, feeling and soul. But Andersen had performed a different version of the song before this one. Well, she had another version, which uh, uh, a chap in Munich called Rudi Zink, uh, who did some songs for her, wrote some, uh, comp composed some songs for her. And she, he had a very, what we would call a romantic type of composition of Lily Marlene, totally different, uh, it would never have made the impact which the later version made was uh, Norbert Schulze uh, made the, wrote the music. So uh, she never sort of made it a big thing, you know, oh, this is going to be nothing. I mean, you, no artist ever does. Artists, doesn't matter who they are, they sing a song, they, you know, well, you know, the public likes it, they want to hear more of it. So that was the same. She didn't realize that was going to be the biggest thing that ever happened to her. For der Kaserne, for dem großen Tor, Stand eine Laterne und steht sie noch davor. So wollen wir uns da wiedersehen. Bei der Laterne wollen wir stehen, wie einst Lili Marley. For Lali Andersen, this song became her signature for the rest of her life. After the war, she was asked why she hadn't left Nazi Germany to follow her career abroad 
like many of her colleagues did. Instead, Anderson stayed in Berlin. First of all, she was very young. She was born in 1905, so in 30-something, in she was barely 30, just over 30. And uh, very ambitious, very ambitious, very disciplined. And she took uh, a look, or I shouldn't say a look, but she took chances by going to Switzerland, but with all due respect, Zurich, which is where she went because she had friends there, mostly Jewish friends from the stage in Berlin. Uh, she went to Zurich, which wasn't exactly the the uh, center of the universe for an artist. So, plus the fact that she did have, she was divorced, but she had three small children, and I think being a mother myself, she must have had certain situations where she said, well, do I want to stay in Switzerland? What are my possibilities? She was very ambitious, which is very good. So, and the opportunity to become uh, better known, have more chances to sing, uh, what she wanted to sing was obviously in those days, in the 30s, in Berlin, which was also because of the language. She couldn't have gone to Paris. She didn't speak French, maybe just a very little bit. So obviously that was the lure, you know, when you want to make it on the big stage, you have to go to Berlin, which is what she did. habe begriffen, dass dieses Lied für die Kriegsgeneration I finally understood, although I can't quite capture it because I'm of the post-war generation, that this song awakes many feelings for the war generation and still today is highly remembered. What I understand is that this song means a lot to people. When I give speeches about Lili Marlene, the audience is very quiet. My brother says people are hanging from your lips. That has nothing to do with my lips but the topic. This song was a glimmer of hope for the soldiers in the trenches. Lily Marlene became an angel who looked out for them. And every soldier hoped not to die and this song gave him hope. This is, I believe, the center of it all. Lily Marlene began its journey around the world in 1941 and still today it continues. The song was played by the Soldatensender Belgrad, the German army station, because of a simple reason. They didn't have enough records and played Lili Marlene three times a day, and finally put it at the end of a show called Greetings to Our Listeners. There, soldiers were able to greet their loved ones and wives at home. And because this song was always played at the same time, it connected people. When Lily Marlene was played, people thought about each other. Radio Belgrad was received from the North Cape to Africa and therefore British, American, French, Italian and all other soldiers in the war listened to Lily Marlene in spite of the fact that it was a German song. And it haben eben auch alle gehört. Obwohl es ein deutsches Lied war. Und alle Leute sollen es sehen, wenn wir bei der Laterne stehen. 
The most fascinating fact about the song is that when the Soldatensender Belgrad played Lili Marlene, the fighting stopped. The soldiers held off. This was documented in reports by British soldiers of the 8th Army and Rainer Werner Fassbinder included this in his movie as well. The use of weapons calmed down during the airtime of Lili Marlene. This is a somewhat crazy notion for me. While listening to a song you are quiet, you have the same hopes as those you are fighting and when the song ends, you go back to shooting each other again. With the popularity of Lily Marlene and soldiers all over whistling the refrain, it was an open invitation to produce anti-Nazi versions as well. It didn't take the BBC long to air the first one. Underneath the lantern by the barricade Darling, I remember the way you used to wait Was there that you whispered ich weiß, dass es eine sehr früh von Anne Shelton, wenn ich mich nicht äh I know that early on Anne Shelton did an anti-fascist English version, which was broadcast on the BBC in 1942. I don't know how that happened, but they heard it and, like the soldiers, changed its lyrics and drew pictures of couples under a lantern and passed it around. And this is how anti-fascist versions emerged. And the British used them as propaganda. In the desert, the lonely sentry stood, thinking of hatchets and a possible Christmas put. But he went to fight in Africa, in Africa, in Africa. Met the 15th Panzer and kicked him right in the Panzer. They chased us from Gazala back to Alamein. There we stopped old Jerry and cracked him once again. And even though we got no thanks, we broke his ranks and stopped his tanks. We are the Eighth Armada, the gallant Eighth Army. Chased him up to Tunis, chased him out to sea, took 2,000 ships and crossed to Sicily. First came Augusta, then the rain. We fought again and swept the plain. We are the Eighth Armada, the gallant Eighth Army. On to Volturno, what a horrid show. There we saw old Jerry, covered all over in snow. Nebel workers and 88, the roaring spate, we crossed in state. We are the Eighth Armada, the gallant Eighth Army. Out on the beachhead, the gallant sentry stands. No regrets for London or its lovely bands, for he went to fight. In Normandy, in Normandy, in Normandy With the boys of the Allied armies And the men of the King's Navy Now down among his U-boats, turn it satin creaked Tried to prolong the war with propaganda faked 
But we went and fought through Germany Right through Germany Right through Germany With the help of the Partijani And the whole of the Grand Army Now the job is finished And the boys are here You'll meet them in the local Trying to get a beer But that's all been sent To Germany To Germany to Germany. No fear for the Eighth Armada. No fear for the Eighth Army. Back in dear old England, land of hope and glory, just a spot of leave, and we don't go off no more. Chests all covered with DFCs and OBEs, SOPs, DDTs and fleas. We are the Eighth Armada, the gallant Eighth Army. For the German propaganda minister, Josef Goebbels' Lili Marlene was a kitschy song. He wanted to outlaw the popular tune and go after Lali Andersen, who was highly critical against the Nazi regime. Nachdem immer mehr Meldungen von toten und gefallenen Soldaten in den Zeitungen waren, war das Lied äh, nicht mehr vertretbar. After more and more news broke about dead and fallen soldiers in the newspapers, the song was no longer acceptable for the national socialists. Goebbels even said, this is the song of the smell of corpses. The files on Lale Andersson document her persecution, her stage ban, all that. I tried to use that in my book, why the Nazis tried to outlaw the song, but there are many question marks left. I guess the song was welcome for a while, but with the Endsieg, the final victory in mind, they wanted to get rid of that song and the woman. And that Lale Andersen was just imprisoned and not sent to a concentration camp, as she was threatened, is probably the result of her wide popularity. And they didn't want to do that in public. The most interesting version of Lili Marlene ever recorded is by Edda Göring, the daughter of Hermann Göring, one of the highest Nazis in the Third Reich. It was part of a documentary about Göring's wife Emmy. You can hear the little girl and in the background the mother whispering some of the lines. The fascinating part is that at the time the recording was made, Josef Goebbels was trying to outlaw the song. Lali Andersen was finally released from prison. Josef Goebbels had tried but failed to block the beloved Lili Marlene. The army station Belgrade just started playing it again. And although Lale Andersen was permitted to perform live again, she was neither allowed to sing Lili Marlene nor to associate herself with it. Nevertheless, when she got up on stage, the audience started to sing the song. And then the Publikum das Lied gesungen. Lily 
Marlene didn't stop at trenches or borders, or languages or genres. The song can be found in all forms and still today is sung and covered around the world. Lily Marlene made Lali Anderson famous during the war. Her voice gave hope and a moment of peace to soldiers and loved ones, without her realizing what an impact she had. You see, you have to remember, of course, we're talking about the 30s and the 40s. In the 40s, there was a war. There was television didn't, you know, we didn't have television. The radio was occupied. The radio news was occupied with war news. So I don't think she realized the huge impact. I'm 100% sure she didn't till after the war when everybody was talking about it, you know, and saying, oh, you know. No. But uh, during the war, no, absolutely not. It was just one of the songs she sang and people liked it and it had a certain... Uh, you know, a certain impact and certain uh, respond, people responded to it, but not to the extent which she found out after the war when everybody, you know, talked about it and said, oh, you are the original singer of Lily Marlene. Gisela Lerke, who has researched the impact of the song and the life of Lali Andersen, is still amazed about what Lily Marlene has become. 
It is unbelievable. I just can quote Lale Andersen, who was asked about the success of her song, and in 1941 in Rome responded, can the wind explain why it becomes a storm? Outside the barracks, by the corner light, I'll always stand and wait for you at night. We will create a world for two. I'll wait for you the whole night through. For you, Lily Marlene. For you, Lily Marlene. Underneath a lamppost by the barricade, Standing all alone every night you'll see her wait For this is the place a vow was made Breezes sing her serenade Oh promise you'll be true Fare thee well, Lily Marlene Till I return to you, fare thee well, Lily Marlene. Underneath the lantern by the barricade Darling, I remember The way you used to wait For there that you whispered Tenderly That you loved me You'd always be My own Lily Wir so lieb uns hatten, das sah man gleich daraus. Und alle Leute sollen es sehen, wenn wir bei der Laterne stehen. Wie ein Lili Marlin, wie ein Lili Marlin. rief der Posten, sie bliesen Zapfenstreich. Es kann drei Tage kosten, Kamerad, ich komm ja gleich. Da sagten wir auf Wiedersehen, wie gerne würde ich mit dir gehen, mit dir, Lili
Schritte kennt sie deinen schönen Gang. Alle Abend brennt sie, doch nicht vergaß sie lang. Und sollte mir ein Leid geschehen, wer wird bei der Laterne stehen? Mit dir, Lili stillen Raume aus der Erde Grund gibt mich wie im Traume dein verliebter Mund wenn sich die späten Nebel drehen werd ich bei der Laterne stehen wie einst Lili Marlene wie einst Lili Marlene 